Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Doug Zone. We're back, and we're <laughs> hell yes, uh, <laughs> and we are. We're recording with guest comrade and friends, uh, but more importantly than that, Jillian, comrade, have you guys celebrated Kafka Peach Day today? I wish I had. No. This is my favorite holiday. It's the only holiday that I like really regularly make a big deal out of celebrating. One second, let me pull up the journal entry. Here it is. On July 27, 1914, Franz Kafka wrote the following in his journal. Ate rice a la Trautsmendorf and a peach. A man drinking wine watched my attempts to cut the unripe little peach with my knife. I couldn't. Stricken with shame under the old man's eyes, I let my peach go completely, and ten times leafed through Diefliegendenblatter, I imagine a newspaper. I waited to see if he wouldn't at last turn away. Finally, I collected all my strength, and in defiance of him, bit into the completely juiceless and expensive peach. And so, every July 27th, I drive around, I go to as many grocery stores as it takes, this year, I had to visit three grocery stores before I found a sufficiently unripe peach. <laughs> and then I bought it. It felt like biting into a rock. It tasted like sandpaper. It will bring me good fortune for this year. Anyway, so I'm just sharing that with all of you guys. Mark your calendars. I can imagine you making your kids do that, a la, uh, like eating black-eyed peas on New Year's. Yeah. That's I, a good I, holiday. Look, here's the thing. I might... My children, maybe I'll make them like a peach cobbler or something. So it'll be you like a pleasant them- peach... <laughs> I won't, but I will continue to eat unpleasant and unripe peaches. Mm. The goal is you should experience no joy from the actual act of eating a peach, which in my opinion is one of the, they're a lovely fruit. I love eating a peach. Very good fruit. Not this yeah. one though. This one should be like terrible. one of the things I don't eat in public is peaches. Yeah. yeah peaches, applesauce, yogurt. Nah, none of those things. Yeah. I mean, huh. especially with, you know, a peach that's just a little bit too ripe. I mean, yeah. you're basically just oh. like biting into oh, a bag yeah. of juice. Like, yeah, I don't it, I never want I should At not be Kafka seen eating tried to cut it first. He yeah. knew that's the only way to eat yeah. a peach in public is by that cutting it in slices man. first. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it, just, the, uh, it just feels like oddly pornographic to eat a peach. Yeah. You know, is that one fucking <laughs> I don't want to I could eat a peach for <laughs> hours. That guy, whatever that was from. <laughs> I feel like that was from Scent of a Woman. I don't know why. It just has very I, much. I, I'm trying to figure it out. I, it does have that vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, I could eat a peach for hours. I can't fucking remember what it's from, but yeah. Anyway, um, so that's, that's the important thing. There you go. Oh, face off. Man, what a fantastic film. <laughs> I love face off. Uh, Get two of the weirdest actors on the planet and go pretend to be each other for an hour. Yeah, it's exactly. awesome. <laughs> I like it because like Nicolas Cage is better at being John Travolta than John Travolta is. So I feel yes. like he knows John Travolta's secret motivation while John Travolta <laughs> is still denying that secret motivation. <laughs> I, I went to watch the Barbie movie uh, last night at like 11 o'clock, very late. But before there was an ad for the Ninja Turtles movie. And I just want you to look up the cast of the Ninja Turtles movie real quick. Hang on. Right. I saw an ad. I went to see Barbie earlier today. So we might have Barbie talk in a second. I don't but, know uh, if uh, you were paying attention to the names on screen. No, I was not. I was uh, on my phone. Um, 
I'm not. I never look at my phone during movies, but during the previews, I think it's fair. What the fuck? <laughs> That's right. Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, John Cena, Ice Cube, Post Malone. Yeah, this is wow. This is a every name that came on screen. I just kept staring at the people I was with. Like this is a joke, right? This yeah, I happening. also wanted to see it alone. What? That might be the other reason I wasn't paying a ton of attention. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This. There's a lot of big names in this. It's a wild cast. It is a wild cast. It does look like they're like casting actual children as the teenagers, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Good that for them. Cool. But it is yeah. funny that it means that there's like all these names I recognize and then like four kids that I don't in the middle of it. Where I'm like, I don't know who those guys are, but wow, what a great cast. Um. <laughs> what an insane cast. Oh, Jason Stupchick. Yeah, of course, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of the Barbie movie, Matt? I enjoyed it quite a bit. I did not. I think had a it great was time. Amazing, but it was a very good time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Tugs on the mommy issues just a little bit. That's fun. Yeah, but also I feel like I don't know. There, I'm sure that there's. I'm. I've been blessed with not seeing any real takes on the Barbie movie, which is good. Yeah. It's so awesome either. not being online, dude. This is. It's I, this is so incredible. Good. It's good. Oh, yeah, it's great. I. I log on to Instagram twice a day in the morning. I skim the stories of several meme accounts, post their best stuff to my story. In the afternoon, I respond to my adoring fans. And that's how I interact <laughs> with Instagram now. It's fantastic. It's amazing. On Instagram, I, I watch your story. And then Jay has recently started posting these memes of like stuff about existential crisis. But and then there's just like a felt rat in the middle. <laughs> Okay, that's and that's tight. all that she posts. All right, I gotta start checking in on Jay's stories, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's been my. So I haven't seen any like discourse on it, but I feel like I'm sure there's people out there who are gonna say like the movie was preachy or something like that. But I feel like Which ultimately, sure. <laughs> Other than Ben Shapiro, I guess. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Like you'll he have. He hated it. Yeah, because of course he did. We did convince my friend to go see that with us rather than him saying Sound of Freedom by himself. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, man. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the only movie I might have enjoyed more going to see 1030, two drinks deep already. It was fantastic. I had I was one of like seven people in the theater because it was 1030 on a Thursday. Um, There were there were. Going like to see 10, Sound of Freedom would rock. I yeah I. The um, God, I really want to see it. <laughs> my Never friend, that. Uh, my sorry, friend please. bought the tickets, and you know how like in movie theaters now you have to like choose which seats you're gonna be in. Yeah. He was like, I chose the seats directly behind the only other people in the theater, <laughs> which is like a bizarre but funny thing to do. And then we get in there and then we realize he was reading the map backwards. And instead, <laughs> we're sitting directly in front of the only other people in the movie oh, theater. Wow. A horrible mistake. That's so And then I, at nice. the end of the movie, after everything is done, we see the people behind us get up and leave and realize that one of them is his ex. <laughs> oh, that's oh so sick. It does remind me, one of my all-time favorite tweets was when the new David Cronenberg movie came out, uh, Crimes of the Future or whatever it is. Didn't do great in theaters, but there was a guy who just posted, like, making a new friend today with a smiley face, and there was only one other guy had bought a ticket, 
and he just got the one directly next to him in the theater, which I love. There were uh, there ended up being three groups of people. There was my group, the group with his ex, and then a couple that sat like a couple seats down from me. And afterwards, uh, I went to the bathroom, and the girlfriend was like, "Did you cry a little?" And Jay goes, yes. And then we walk outside and her boyfriend's asking our friend, did you cry a little? Did he? No. Uh, well, Wait, I'm so not this ashamed is the Barbie movie you're talking about now yeah, or that, did you yeah. go see? Okay. Barbie. Sound of Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I still thought it might be Sound of Freedom and I'm like, I don't, I can see Ian doing yeah. that. That's not that weird. Comrade, <laughs> did you see Barbie? I don't remember if you, uh... uh. I have not seen it yet. It's uh basically right. every showing is sold out. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Portland's really showing up for for if Barbie, you go to and then random yeah. rural town in Texas and pick a showing at like 11 p.m. You're golden. <laughs> or a shitty movie theater in Northern Virginia. Oh, there you Let go. me tell you, and I'll show up if you do either of those. I'll drive <laughs> to Texas. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. oh, but yeah. To finish my earlier thought, though, I feel like hey, I don't think it was. Like preachy, yeah. I mean, like it's definitely. It like, was like agreeable feminism, right? Yeah, and Isn't it's that like, it? it's, yeah, it's like agree, and it's also like I was a little nervous. I mean, it's Greta Gerwig. I wasn't actually that nervous because the other two movies that she's directed, I adore. Um, but I was a little worried that it might fall into the uh, you know like boys are gross kind of feminism that is yeah very like lazy, but also you could see happening for Barbie. I don't know. I thought it had. I agreed with everything it was saying. There were probably jokes that I think weren't delivered super well throughout, but all in all, I thought it was very funny. I had a lovely it was. time. It was a great one. Also, damn, Ryan Gosling, man, he stole every scene he was in. I'm he just did. like Ken for real. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> He's really into horses. I, yeah. That sounds he, like basically. He's just have you guys like, seen? Did you guys watch the new Fast and the Furious movie? No. no, Fast Where and Furious is like the one dumb franchise I just cannot bring myself to sit through. <laughs> so <laughs> all of them up until this one were really good. And this <laughs> one was like, this one was fine. But basically Jason Momoa stole every scene because like, he's just like, <laughs> there you could tell he was probably just like, I got to go in a certain direction with this. And they're like, okay, we trust you. And then he, they're like, oh, he's being gay. Okay. That's his character. <laughs> well, the great thing, about, actually, I didn't know he was in it. I might. I might watch yeah. it because the great thing about Jason Momoa is he camps it up, dude. It's pretty fucking. Yeah, and he just uh, I know. Yeah, he just clearly is having a delight in mm-hmm. I think every role I have ever seen him in. I don't yeah, think I've ever looked yeah. at him and gone. You don't want to be there like he he has a scene where he's like talking to these two guys that he murdered and he has them like taped up to the chairs and everything. <laughs> and he's talking to them and then it does reverse shots of their reactions. But it's like just their <laughs> <laughs> with okay. like their eyes taped open it's that was worth seeing that, <laughs> that's hilarious yeah like the theater like erupted i saw it opening night and like everyone was just like ah, like throwing shit <laughs> uh, it was it was a very just maybe the one thing truly worth it out of that movie yeah, oh that during uh the barbie movie you know the song that Ken plays whenever all of the men start playing guitars at women. Yes. Uh, can I, comrade? Do you mind a very mild spoiler for no, it's, uh, it's Barbie? Fine. Uh, when Ken mind. embraces toxic masculinity and yeah. revealed that his favorite song is "Push" by Matchbox yes. Twenty. <laughs> I, I look over at my male friend here, and he goes, 
damn it, I just learned that song to impress girls. And it's you know, like us, no irony. And I know oh. him, and it's not ironic. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, man, you got to learn another song. That's so oh. sad. Um, I hated myself because I don't like that song, really. I um, But I do know it because it's just the sort of thing that for a time was inescapable on the radio where I live. And um, so I was, again, in the theater with like maybe five other people. So it was always really rough when I laughed at a joke that other people didn't. But I laughed when he started. Yeah, he started playing the opening chords and I was laughing Mm -hmm. before the joke had really been delivered because I knew (laughs) what he was playing, which was rough. Um, Yeah. I had a I had a blast. That was that was a good time. Yeah, it was a delightful time. Highly recommend Barbie for anyone who's on the fence. Stayed up way too late and then played some uh, JoJo's fashion show, the best video game known to mankind. <laughs> so <laughs> you can only play it on Big Fish Games, which Jay had to make an account for. And let me tell you, their example email is at AOL.com. Ooh, oh, that hell yeah. Paints a picture. A better time for yeah. gaming, I think. It was, yeah. frankly. So, um, comrade, we've had you on to talk about Doug before. Mm-hmm. Yes. But this is the first time we've had you on to d- discuss something other than the nostalgia critic, I think. You, would you like to tell us, the audience, <laughs> just everybody, the world in general, how you felt about bearing witness to demo reel? episode whatever <laughs> lost in translation yeah. bromance version part two yeah my uh my the first thing on my notes is that i wrote i wrote yikes in really big letters is <laughs> 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 it just it, it opens with uh, like the comical showing of a hate crime <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, very weird they're like oh our friend is dead oh let's oh yeah and then it makes a weird joke i don't know <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we talked about last episode. I don't, I don't know how up on the lore of demo reel you are. Oh, my man. Is he screaming Charlie? For it. Yeah, sorry, that's his, his. He does that occasionally. Is he. Uh, no, look, I love his meow room. I really respect it. Um, <laughs> I too have a room in which I scream in. Yeah, we all need one of those, I think. Yeah, it's, Maybe uh, it's nice. He doesn't do it next to me, so there's yeah. that. For me, it's whichever room my dang wife is in. Am I right, folks? Oh, um, oh got there him. There you go. Got him. Uh, but I, oh, yeah, quick side note about the Barbie movie. My final thing. A uh, joke I posted on my Instagram, which has proved controversial among my audience, which is to say the people who know me in real life, is I just recorded myself saying, like, man, just watched Barbie. It was great. Loved its take on feminism. It was a little complicated, so if any women in the audience were confused and need me to explain it to them... <laughs> Just hit me up. I'll be happy to. Uh, That's a good so joke. It was, good. I thought it was a good joke. I Honestly, I probably, I should have done it again because I started laughing in the middle of saying it, um, which you can't be that impressed by your own joke, especially when it's something that lazy. But um, man, some people did not like it and have messaged me to tell me that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, but uh, it's great. Like It's great that you still have people in your life that sometimes think you're being genuine when you I, say something insane, because people now are just like, ah, oh, Nick's either going through a mental episode or he's fucking with me. I know. It's, <laughs> I mean, I especially with what I've done on my Instagram specifically, it is always weird to me when someone responds to me genuinely upset by something I've said. Which, are you? 
<laughs> have you been on my Instagram before? I like, quite <laughs> you famously know me. Like, this is the only social media I use every day. I log on in the morning. I make sure there's at least one meme up there every day. They aren't always good. It's just anything that I sort of even find a little bit funny. But like, come on, guys. I'm not. This isn't a genuine. I'm not. I'm not being serious. I'm not serious. Not Please, yeah. women in the audience, do not make me explain feminism to you. <laughs> Trust. I wish somebody took you up hand. on that offer and just forced you to send. Yeah, I mean, that's really, I had a friend my freshman year of college who figured that out. That was like the best way to punish me for a bit was just leaving me to just choke on the fumes. She'd just oh, like yeah. sit back. Because, you know, sometimes you start a joke and you know you're going to get interrupted halfway through. Sometimes you just like lean back and go, no, no, where was that one going, Matt? I'm like, ah, well, I, well yeah. here, look, it's, I think we all know where it was going. I don't have to say it. And she's like, no, I, I want to hear it. I'm like, okay, I've learned my lesson. Thank you. I yeah, lately, uh, when people like are trying to tell a joke and stumble over their words, I try and get them to repeat themselves. And when they say no, I say a joke is like a plane. You either land or just keep flying. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, um, until they get it right. It's important. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say. Joke is like a plane, which is to say it either lands perfectly or it continues flying and there's no other thing yeah. that it can do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Famously. And then it's the funniest thing that ever happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <At some points. laughs> um, right. Demo uh, reel. So, it, comrade, I don't know how up on the lore of demo reel you are. Was this your first exposure to it? Have you been following? Yeah, this along? is my first exposure to non-nostalgia critic Doug outside of mm -hmm. Kickassia, which I think oh. is also still nostalgia critic Doug. It Technically, is. yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. nostalgia critic still. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it's like I said, it starts out with just a, their dead black friend. And that doesn't yeah. seem it's a kind of loaded thing to start with. Yeah. So at the end of the most re of the episode right before this one, it's him walking down the street while a uh, a windowless van stalks him and stops every time he turns <laughs> around to look at it. Yeah. And that is also played for laughs. And the funny thing is we spent quite a bit of time talking about how, like, upsetting that is. We were like, yeah, it was really like nerve-wracking to watch and it's crazy that they played it for jokes and then yeah the first shot of this one yeah. is tacoma's lifeless bloody and bloody corpse. body and i went yeah it's oh no it's so much worse <laughs> it's, uh, also, yeah. so is donnie zupre because like the black and white and color full scenes don't line up still yeah Where, donnie's in color the, again so does that mean that that's in the past? Because everything else in color is in the past. Well, remember, they're spoofing Lost in Translation. So I think it might literally just be that he was dumb enough. Like, Doug was like, well, we're we're technically remaking the movie with this meta level of commentary. As always, this it's just it's too confused. There's ne He's never clear on what I, he's doing. I honestly think that he did the black and white because, like, they make the joke about him being covered in syrup. And like they yeah. use syrup as fake blood in black and white yeah, times. Is, like I was I just was like, is that a reference out. or am I giving him too much credit? I no, was also trying been, to figure out what we're doing there. They've but, been yeah. using black and white sporadically throughout the series in increasingly confusing ways. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um but yeah, it's but I was also I'm glad that I you were also confused by that joke, comrade, because, yeah, so we see Tacoma's lifeless and bloody corpse, yeah, which is just like, it's really, really, it's so upsetting. It's so and then, <laughs> uh, the, the cameraman character, I don't remember, what it was, I think Quinn goes like, wait a minute, and then tastes the blood and goes, 
ooh, it's syrup. Uh, and then not the, the same color as blood. Not I, the same color. I will say. No. And they're not saying it in black and white. Yeah, <laughs> not the same scent. In no way is it comparable to blood. I think. Yeah. Um, and then Rachel tastes the syrup as well and goes, "You are one tasty black man," which I really didn't like. Um, yeah. <laughs> no good. One of several just dubious jokes about race that. I yeah, think like, Doug has sole writer's credit for these. Maybe Rob Frodo, as well. Uh, Doug and Rob. Yeah. yeah, Doug and Rob Walker. So what, they both sat down and said, and then she will say to the only black man on set, you're one tasty black man. And everybody went, yeah, it's a good idea. We'll do that. <laughs> Let's Ooh, do that. Before, um, I, before I forget about this, I feel like we have to mention the Doug Walker being referenced in SpongeBob thing. Oh, right. Yes. It happened. Doug Walker's That's in the news. okay. Oh, yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> nothing we can do about it. And the worst thing about it, I don't know if I'm like, just, I've been so numbed by years of his videos. Did you see the, uh, so I learned about this because Coach, friend of the show, on Instagram sent me a reel uploaded by the official channel Awesome Instagram page um, in which Doug reacts to it. Oh, yeah. And I I've actually, seen that. It's not bad. It's not, I, it was a solid joke. I quite I liked it. I saw it on Twitter with the caption, this is the best Channel Awesome joke they've ever made. It literally is. Yeah, it, it was yeah. a good joke. And that's all I have to say about that. Good on Doug. I got for, uh, that sent to me. And then my friend said, I'm sorry, Doug Walker is the only thing I text you about. And it's, and I responded, it's okay. I've made my bed. <laughs> yeah, I think one thing you can say about Doug Walker is that when something is like dedicated to him or he meets his fans, he is gracious. Like that yeah. is a, Oh yeah. That is like, really, that's a pretty big quality for somebody that's internet famous. Yeah. And he's always had a pretty good sense of humor about it. Like yeah. he, uh, he responded very well to Oni plays when they, I mean, if you guys think that we've been mean to Doug Walker in our time, the Oni plays are just, <laughs> they're cruel, but he's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. It was a good impression to me. So, you it know. depends on the interview from what I've seen. Sometimes he's like very offended by it. And sometimes he's like, those guys are the coolest. Yeah, exactly. And funnily enough, I really do also think that yeah. just not being incredibly annoying to him probably helps a lot. Like it, the hatred yeah. you see in his eyes anytime someone says back credit card nowadays is awesome. <laughs> but like so pretty much anything other than that, he does seem to be pretty great about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back back to Demoriel. Yeah, right. Um, so. It's... So while the the B plot is Donnie Dupre's getting drunk in a hotel room, or is yeah. this the A plot? That's matter. the A plot, I think. I mean, like, well, I think we I feel like if it's in plot. color, yeah. yeah, if it's in color, it's two, the A plot. We get two scenes of the uh, of like the of the rest of the gang, and all the rest of it is just Donnie moping around a hotel at an anime convention. Yeah. Um, uh, him drunk rambling about how bad demo reel is, which. I really like. <laughs> I like to think that that was completely unscripted. Me too. Um, I like to think that he was yeah. actually drunk and it wasn't prop alcohol. And he was like, damn, this is so bad. Okay. Also, I have said before, I think my biggest vice as an actor, I don't think I, if I became an actor, which I never would, I don't think I'd be good at acting, but I definitely wouldn't become a method actor. I think that they're annoying. I think the one thing I would do, though, is insist that any time I was in a role where I had to drink alcohol, I'd be like, no, no, it's real alcohol. I will yeah. not perform unless you give me actual whiskey. Real alcohol, real cigarettes. Smoke, yeah, smoke yeah. real cigarettes. In between every drugs. take, I just yeah. drain the entire glass. I'm like, I really need some more. It's just, yeah. It's like Orson <laughs> Welles wine, com champagne commercial. Yeah. It's like, like oh, translation. champagne, it's known for its, um, what's the, the line again? Like, it's, 
<laughs> he's so cool. Um, but yeah, so we get him and Uncle Yo, the uh, the stand-up comedian, nerd-specific, and also wedding wedding officiant, as we learned mm-hmm. last episode. Um, <laughs> I tried to find his comedy albums on Spotify. I could not. Uh, I didn't look That's super so hard. But there are several other people by the name of Uncle Yo on Spotify who are more successful than him. That's uh, who was uh, who was the guy that was not Doug in the room? Because I don't know. Uncle Yo is Uncle his name. Yo. Uncle Yo. Okay, that's the guy. So also just one quick thing. I did a little research just to try to figure out what they were drinking <laughs> oh. to get drunk. And it was literally, I immediately, I mean, it was Guinness, obviously, which basically mm-hmm. can't get you drunk. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like barely alcohol. It's like training wheels. And yeah. then, yeah, bo- like those little bottles were Bartles and James. Like definitely it was Bartles and James rosé wine that he was trying <laughs> to pretend was whiskey. And then <laughs> I will give him credit for this. The last, the bottle, I was like the weird white bottle, the clear yeah. one. I was like, what does that look like? And then I realized it looked like a grappa bottle. So <laughs> they were potentially also what just a- downing aperitif afterwards what a huh. baffling series of drinks for them. yeah it's like it's like drinking martini and rossi when you're like a kid because it's sitting there and you're like yeah Ooh, i can drink this not realizing it's like you're supposed to put a tiny amount of it in a martini <laughs> yeah it's a i i do like the the idea like i like how sudden the shift is from like barely any alcohol to very heavy like i would have loved it if it was like they drank like two miller lights and then a straight bottle of ether and you're like whoa <laughs> um, just like yeah, every just college party vodka. they start with a bud light and then they immediately move to everclear and you're like where were the middlemen yeah yeah i mean i personally do not start with bud light because i don't drink that's why i wouldn't um start with that's all I'm sorry, if it were an actual college party, it'd be Natty Light. Let me <laughs> let me take a little yeah, correction. Milwaukee's to my... best ice. Yeah. Oh my but God. um I yeah, don't yeah, miss um, college parties at all. So I stopped going I to them in the last year. I've been to one party since. Wow, I do not miss it. Yeah, I'm so glad that I have never gone to parties. They're fun my... the first couple times. I'm sure that for some people that is the case, but I just feel like um, <laughs> I think I know myself a little too well to have that idea, to, to believe that about myself. Yeah. Um, I was one of the people that lived like in the party houses. So that was. Uh... Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> yeah. my roommates. My roommates uh, ex, his house was like the party house. And there were like four dudes living there and all of them just partied all of the time. So yeah, there was, was a party uh, there like yeah. Friday through Sunday every week, and Ugh. then somebody else would host the party on Wednesday. Yeah, that was the house that I lived at where I came home, and they um they tie dyed a bunch of my clothing because they were all high on acid oh. and they thought it would be cool. And so I'm just like, well, fuck it, my black flag shirts are all tie dye now, okay, and that ended up being pretty cool. Kind of rocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of people really mad at me, but it was also really cool. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say the sort of guy who like the sort of guy who recognizes and likes a my war shirt probably won't love that it's tie dyed, but um, <laughs> but he'll like the attitude of me not giving a shit that it's tie. Exactly. So, yeah. Like yeah. the when I look at the art for nervous breakdown, I go, I wish there were some purple <laughs> swirls on that bad boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah. So there's there's a lot of nothing in this one. There's a lot of nothing. Uh, uh, I guess yeah. we can go ahead and mention Ego Raptor Jump Scare. Yeah, there's an Ego Raptor Jump Scare, which I really didn't like. I did not like him showing up in this. I I don't like to think about 
him as a person. Yeah, so, person that was painted like Pikachu to be no, scary. No, um, this um, was this was just the longer haired guy that oh that Ronnie guy becomes friend. Yeah, he's yeah. another famous internet person that I think like everyone had like a phase in middle school where they watched him and then quickly outgrew it. Proud to say I did not. He was uh, is is he? He one looks of like the... a Crystalia pedophile. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> He's one half of Game Grumps, if I remember yeah. right. Yes. Uh, oh, so he is a crystal. Yeah, I was going to say, which is to say, I don't think either of them actually have allegations against them, but... I don't believe so. But I will say, and this is, A, obviously, as we've mentioned before, I'm a great ally. I always believe accusers, but oh boy, I wouldn't even have to think mm-hmm. about it. I absolutely yep. believe anybody who comes forward with allegations against either of the members of Game Grumps. Um, <laughs> even the X one. Throw John Tron in there. Yeah, you know, we'll throw John Tron in there. Uh, As I said before, (laughs) incredibly funny that John Tron is maybe the only racist for whom facts and logics like undid his prejudice. Uh, It is very funny. (laughs) Comrade, have you seen that that clip? Are you familiar with John Tron? Oh, my God. I'm not. I dated a girl that liked Game Grumps a lot. Yeah, for like so three months. <laughs> so he that's was in, my only exposure. He was like in a similar sphere, right? Like uh, I, he was. I think his videos were probably a little bit better. I used to watch his stuff, and he had yeah. some like solid jokes and delivery, but still similar, like soy adjacent is what I would describe him as. Unlike mm-hmm. the, the game grumps who were just swimming in this stuff. Uh, but um, he was he, in the same group that uh, Pro Jared was in. Yeah, so he like got uh, kicked out of that group for this. He got kicked out of that group because he was racist. So he went on this like stream. And I think the the thing that he said was like wealthy black people commit more crimes mm-hmm. than poor white people. It yeah. is a fact. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, and the person who who he was on the stream with was like, I don't think that's true. And he immediately <laughs> goes, It isn't. Oh, which is just so. And the thing is, is that he's kept he's kept that up since then. Is he's been like, Oh, I genuinely didn't know. Now I do. We're good. Yeah, which is insane. Like he that's says, crazy. like. The most racist thing you have ever heard, and all he needed was a single person to go, I don't agree, actually. And he's like, oh, no, I need to listen and learn. Like, See, I like the fact I'm enough of a commie that, like, I, my thought immediately was like, well, rich people commit more crimes than poor people. So it, just remove race from the equation, and you have a valid point. Like, a rich yeah. family commits more crimes than a poor family. That's why they're rich. Like, <laughs> you know, wage labor is theft, right? Yeah. A very, a very similar thing happened with one of my family members where uh, he went like, did you know most hate crimes are actually done by minorities? And I said, can you back that up? And he goes, no. And he's <laughs> driving. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's true. It's like, do. well, there aren't a lot of Nazis, so I guess they are a minority, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's look, here's the thing, right? I feel like that's we're making steps in the right direction with those types because, you know, the dweeby sorts like Richard Spencer or um the the ah, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Nick Fuentes, right? Like the those little pencil necks who you look at them and you just want to shove them in a locker. Yeah. Hate those guys. We need a guy who's like, I have no facts. I have no sources for this. I'm just racist. And you go, you mean oh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Exa- Once again, all roads lead back to me praising him. <laughs> I didn't. Go. I didn't want to. I didn't set out to do this, folks. I felt I didn't set out to do. This. But the facts—they don't lie. <laughs> we love Trump's racism, don't we, folks? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> um. 
But yeah, so then it there's just loosely... so much nothing. He it's him being confused at a maid cafe. Yeah, I don't like you know? that they went into a maid cafe. Is I don't like note. it either. Um, I one don't think that that's like that feels weird being in a maid cafe. I feel like that can't be good. Two, I don't feel like you should film. You shouldn't be filming. It feels to me very similar to like a Thai massage parlor. Where it's like, okay, right. well, this isn't technically sex trafficking, but I feel like it. It feels like it. Nobody goes to a massage parlor <laughs> in Thailand for a massage, right? What are we doing in here with video cameras, boys? Like, I don't trust it. See, I did. I will say the one thing. He did get me a little bit when he just looks at like, well, I like Speed Racer. I was like, okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's like uh, him yeah. putting. <laughs> that's, you know, that's fine. That's, that's the one joke because it didn't cut immediately. And so it's like, all right. And he delivered a joke correctly because he cut as soon as he delivered the joke, as opposed to what yeah. he does, where he just keeps going. Who just, is, yeah, is somebody else editing these than like his usual editor? You know what? Maybe they are because it. Because his usual editor, I feel like, would have like kept on that for like 30 extra seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might be his usual editor. Um, There's no way he doesn't have an editor by now, but he probably used to be. Oh, by the way, confirmation. So we uh, last episode, we wondered aloud whether Doug and his team gave everybody a heads up that they were filming a an Internet video in this convention. They didn't. The top comment is someone excitedly saying that they discovered that Doug had been filming because they were in the background of the video. Um, <laughs> so oh my God. I guess it's good that this person wasn't horrified to learn that. But also, yeah, Doug just walked into the maid cafe and was filming without telling anyone, which uh, dark. Wow. Also, I don't if I had been caught on film in a maid cafe in a Doug Walker video. Oh, my God. You could not torture that oh. information out of me in Guantanamo. I would take <laughs> it to my grave. But, the maid cafe also looked like a fucking uh, Magic the Gathering convention, like which I imagine is kind of what they look like anyway. But it was just like tables set up in a kind of tournament style. Yeah, it is very yeah. strange. <laughs> the vibes I thought it was like a weird, weird speed dating thing. Yeah, the it's all very strange. Um, Cons in general are strange, though. Yeah, I haven't ever been to one, but I've been they're in like fun. hotels where there's there's cons happening at the oh, same man. time, and yeah, they they look like the sort of thing that I would enjoy walking briskly through, which is to say, that's exactly <laughs> what I have done several times, and I've had a pleasant. You should time. do a. You should do what I. My dad and brother used to take me to a robotics conventions. Oh, and actually, those that are cool. Sort of sick. Yeah, because you're just like, you're like, oh, look, this guy built a little walking robot, man. And then it's just a bunch of dads and sons and some daughters also standing there being like, oh, yeah, this is really important science we're doing. here." Yeah, I feel like the reason that I'm just (laughs) sort of like opposed to cons as a concept is because I'm thinking of like the Renaissance Fair variety where it's Mm -hmm. just like a lot of it is just horny people my age, which. Yeah. Technically, I know I should probably be on board with, right? Like, oh, it's women in skimpy outfits who want to sleep with dweeby dudes who look like me. And I think about that and I go, I want to burn that place to the ground. Exactly what happened when you downloaded Tinder. Exactly what happened when I downloaded Tinder. I got matches and I was like, you should all be stoned like in biblical times. Why are you talking to me? Um, (laughs) I feel like you could like dissect that a bit, but you know. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, I want to be clear, I had no hatred towards the women who matched with me yeah, on Tinder. Yeah. 
only despair for their sakes. Um, okay. I yeah, thought about going to the, healthy adult. to the uh, little con that's in my town just because I want to see what it's all about. But then I found out my ex-girlfriend is very involved in the planning. And <laughs> that both makes me want to go more and so much less. <laughs> Sorry, is this the... Uh, mm. Um, is this yes. the ex-girlfriend that I, yeah. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking, but I think you can tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh my god. No good. Yeah, there's a certain bar I have to avoid also because of her, so that's, that's really fun. And there's two it, bars I've... in town, so I can go to one of them. Um, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's, I don't know, my, uh, I have a buddy, he and I keep saying we want to, uh, we want to go to a con, or he dresses up as Batman, and I dress up as Paul Dano's Riddler. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. And then just tell everybody that we're not in costume. Uh, but, um, <laughs> he's going like, oh, no, we didn't, we didn't put any costumes, this is what we look like, this is my day-to-day, get up. Yeah, I was, I was talking about that movie today with my coworkers, and just, like, you know, I'm like screaming this at the meat counter while people are trying to buy steaks. And I'm just like, best part of that movie is it made all of us think we're Batman when really we're all Paul Dano. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Dude, as I've said before, Paul Dano is just correct. It's, it's the same as like Bane in the dark Knight rises where they're like, okay, have him like nuke a city. And in this, they're like, all right, have him shoot AOC. Because up until that point, he's objectively (laughs) correct. He's killing dirty cops and billionaires. Oh no. Uh, and also, yeah. as I've said before, the uh, the plot of that movie, like its big conspiracy, is literally just like what happened in New York in the '90s when the mob got cleaned mm-hmm. up by Rudy Giuliani. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, but man, how great is the Batman, folks? It bravely asks. Uh, I told one of my friends last week. I said it bravely asks the question: What if Seven had a scene where the Batmobile shows up? And <laughs> so the answer good. to that question obviously is it would rule. Um, mm-hmm. But it's how you can tell, like, also, like, generally, I feel like DC is more effective with their storytelling and that they were just at some point you're like, OK, I guess I'm not on board with the Riddler anymore. Wallace fucking yeah. uh, Marvel with Black Panther. I ended the movie just being like, yeah, Killmonger was still correct. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the good guy <laughs> lost that movie. Yeah. Yeah. The good guy was like Killmonger was a Maoist revolutionary, like, yeah, a, like exactly. kind of like or like a Guevarist, like vanguardist. And you're like, yeah. wow, this is great. Like it is, and, it you're right. It is the the responsibility of them to spread revolution. Yeah. When and uh, respectability in, politics murders him, and you go, oh good. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And they build a community center. It's it's good. <laughs> when yeah, in the great. movie theater, uh, the trailer for Blue Needle came on. Jay looks at me and goes, "How many superheroes are there?" And I was like, "Well, I, so many." And she goes, man. "How many of them are good?" And I was like, "Not." Not many. Yeah, the answer to that is, oh, we've made all of those ones already. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh, they've we're past that. I, we're yeah, so I, far past that. I yeah, there's uh, they're all starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. They I saw that they're they're making a Craven the Hunter movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Which again, Sony's movies are weird too because you know they have like some weird deal going with Spider Man, where like they yeah. can make all the Spider Man properties except for Spider Man, which is why we have like Morbius and Venom. But like mm-hmm. Morbius, Craven the Hunter, 
who is clamoring for a Craven the Hunter standalone <laughs> origin film? Like, yeah, it's well, they're going so far that like I read mostly sixties and seventies Spider Man, and I know who these heroes are. Yeah, exactly. That's like how like, much they're scraping, and I'm like, wow, that was really okay. Yeah, like exactly. I recognize all these people for the same reason. I'm like, oh, it's a lovely Silver Age villain. Why yeah, is oh, he the getting Scorpion? Yeah. <laughs> Remember the scorpion? He just had basically a giant dildo attached to yeah. him, and that's like what he looked like. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we need like a um, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, <clears throat> good lord, sorry. Big wheel, the guy who's just a giant wheel. I want him to get him. <laughs> oh movie. hell yeah! Like that's what we need to do. We need to yeah. start giving like standalone film, like polka dot man. Yeah, uh, that like that like purity culture robot from like yes. Silver Age Spider-Man that was, like, trying to stop people from getting fresh with each other. Yeah, Kite Man, my favorite Batman villain. I think he needs a movie. Um, I think Calendar Man. uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, Calendar Man? Calendar Man would be actually a good movie. One of my... uh, I love, especially the Batman villains, I love the ones that are just insanely weird. Like, uh, (laughs) a guy who had a very... I don't think he shows up in very many comics, but are you guys familiar with Onomatopoeia? No. Yes. Yeah, his I whole am. thing is literally just that he says the noise that yep. things around him are making. Uh-huh. So like, it, but because it's a Batman comic, it's like played completely straight. So there's like a shot of him like <laughs> slitting someone's throat, and he just goes like as he's doing it, <laughs> or like he shoots someone and goes bang, and that's that's his whole care. That's the only thing he does. And I would that's love great. to see him do that in a movie because guns do not go bang in real life. So having like a deafening gunshot and a man quietly in the background going bang, bang <laughs> as he's doing it is just something I really want to see before I die. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, but they film it like the heist scene in heat. So like it's just like ear shatteringly loud explosions, but he's very quietly dubbed in. Just, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching a Michael Mann movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the The effects are mixed so high. Yeah. Oh, yes. I want. Yeah, that's what I need. Here's the. I will take back everything me and I've ever said about a superhero movie if I'm allowed to decide which ones get made in the future. Mm, Onomatopoeia, yeah. directed by Michael Mann. That's top of the list. Um, <laughs> Happening. <laughs> up next, <laughs> Calendar Man, directed by Noah Baumbach. I don't know. Uh, there you like, go. I'm just, uh, <laughs> Anyway. Like a Riddler movie done by Woody Allen, just like really <laughs> leaning into the fact that it's an evil movie, you know? Yeah, we don't need this guy. It would kill in Europe. They love yeah. they love all sorts of fucking sex yeah. criminals over there. Yeah, I, I do like the idea that like, he's like CGI'd in, not like because he's busy, but just because they didn't want to film in Europe. So I get every scene <laughs> with the Riddler. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I think he'd be a good Riddler, you know? He'd be a great like Riddler, a good, yeah. Yeah. All right, Batman. Only my therapist knows the answer to this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like that. Uh, Do we have any more yeah. thoughts on Demo Reel? Yeah, I have. I have. Let me see. Got a few things. <laughs> uh, one of them, apparently, one of my notes is gun. I wrote these notes at work, so I don't understand why I wrote them like I was drunk, but I did. Yeah, that is tight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, there was a point where he was almost self-aware. I think of that where like they're talking about Demo Real and he's like, yeah, yeah, they laugh, but not for the right reason. And I'm like, whoa, is Doug being self-reflective about the fact that like 
he is not genuinely appreciated or liked. Yeah, so weirdly enough, every every demo every episode of Demo Reel after the pilot of Demo Reel is just mm-hmm. Doug dealing with the fact that no one likes the fact that he's making Demo Reel. But it never gets better. <laughs> it is just like he'll just every ne- like every episode there's at least one line where he's like, and people hate us for making this. Anyway, on with the show. <laughs> so yeah. fucking weird. It's just, <sighs> it's just baffling. It's, well, it's weird because also, like, I feel like he thinks that's a joke. Like, yeah. He's, is he self-aware? Like, I don't. He's he's really close to it. Yeah. He's, like, accidentally self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I mean, he also thinks he's, like, basically one of those. He thinks he's, like, a Gen X talker, like, director. Like, basically, like, Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, and, like, all those yeah. other fucking guys who were, like, people that like at the time at least because the internet didn't exist and twitter didn't exist they had genuinely interesting things to say yeah yeah. and also notably about all those like yeah notably about all those directors right i think the only one of those people i mean he's insufferable in interviews right but the only one of those where the movies aren't completely insufferable to watch nowadays is quentin tarantino yeah because his dialogue is like a snappy enough to make like even like I, Kevin Smith, like, I watched Clerks for the first time, like, a year ago, I think, and, uh, whew, I can see how someone might view that as a breath of the fresh air when it first came out, but ouch, didn't age great. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, Clerks 2 aged impossibly badly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the only thing, you know, that tweet, though, that he always puts out, that's aged perfectly clit uh, slash brown slash taint area or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever whatever that fucking tweet is. It's the most heinous tweet of all time. It's just yeah. it's so upsetting. <laughs> it's fucked up. I and mean, I think but like basically like all those people are in some way charismatic. Like even though yeah. like Quentin Tarantino's a little goblin, he's a little goblin that like fits on a camera well and does all this other stuff. But Doug oh, yeah. is not charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> like he's if Doug yeah, had charisma, this would be a different show. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we were earlier in this episode, we were talking about how much we loved Face Off. Face Off isn't good because of the writing. It's good because there is there's, there's yeah. one and a half charismatic people. I'm not counting John Travolta as a whole charismatic actor. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, there's one and a half charismatic people doing their best with a very weird and insane script. Um and I don't know, like we've talked in other episodes about like all the like all the side characters in Demo Reel are doing oh, yeah. their best. They're doing their absolute best. The cameraman maybe not, but like Tacoma and Rachel are doing their absolute best with what they're given. Yeah. I wanna say that they like I don't remember, I think we talked about this. Didn't like one of them like win a competition and that's how they got the job too? So like they were I fans. Don't I don't know, man. They had passion, I think. But yeah, think even so. like I, I said Quentin Tarantino's annoying, and obviously he is, but he yeah. he cares about what he's talking about. Like, anytime yeah. an interview with him pops up, I'll watch it, even if I'm sort of rolling my eyes at him the whole time, because he does know quite a bit about movies, and it's interesting to mm-hmm. listen. Yeah, but, he's gotten, like, so good at doing what he does that he can be the weird little sex pest goblin that he is yeah. and still have access to all the beautiful feet he wants. Yeah, exactly. He's like, all right, like, this next movie... Yeah. 15 minute uncut scene of Margaret Robbie's feet. And we all go, all right, I guess. 
<laughs> I'm still gonna go see it in theaters. I mean, it's his last movie. <laughs> exactly. I've got it. Like, yeah, exactly. But, I'll uh, still just never forget the whenever my family watched. Uh, oh God, now I can't remember the name of that movie. The Hollywood one. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, my mom asked, oh, right. is there violence in this? And my brother's friend went, no. <laughs> they don't want to spoil the movie. And my mom was so deeply upset by the end of it. Uh, yeah, it's ostensibly about the Manson murders. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Funnily, yeah, it's because I, I, in my own way, am a goblin who sucks that's the reason that I don't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because I watch it. I'm like, they don't do enough to talk about how Manson was a chaos informant. Um, well, also, like, I mean, I said the Manson murders. I like to call them the Tate LaBianca murders because yeah. Manson yeah. was not a murderer. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't he, kill anyone. Like, and people, people will be deaths. like, he should have been executed because but then there was a national referendum on execution. It's like, no, but he didn't. He didn't commit any crimes other than yeah. aiming people in a bad direction. And the Helter Skelter, like that whole narrative, completely fabricated by Vincent Bugliosi. Yeah. Just as a quick side note, I'm picking up the microphone and lounging while we now that we've reached uh now that we've reached Tom O'Neill <laughs> talk. talk. Now that we've reached Manson talk. Look, I, as I've said before, yeah. chaos is a fantastic. When I said about my um, when I said about my process of trying to open someone up to the program to kill worldview, right? It's, it's a rough sell to throw someone straight into program to kill. I do it all the time, but I'm an excellent salesman. I'm very charismatic. Um, <laughs> and, and the people just love to – people love to do what I command. But for the average person at home, I think chaos is actually a great place to start someone on this sort of thing because Tom O'Neill does a very similar thing where he just points out a bunch of weird stuff and goes, anyway, make of all that what you will, I guess. And, uh, yeah, you go like chaos, then like, I don't know, maybe like – politics of heroin throwing like the franklin scandal by nick bryant yeah. and then once You're all that's out of your the way, own like weird pipeline I, I, I the worst thing it is consciously a pipeline yeah that's exactly yeah. the i'm constructing a pipeline through native land right now uh with supreme court <laughs> approval weird how that keeps happening um, yeah i usually i usually try to start people down the path of understanding me at all by basically playing them Manson's music without telling them it's his music oh, and just Matt being like, Hey, this, uh, that. this like acoustic pop musician from the sixties. Yeah. Conrad, and then they're like, Hey man, this is pretty good. Actually. Who is this? I'm like, Charles Manson. I and did that to my brother. You got so it. many. I did that to my brother so many times that when he started liking an acoustic song that he didn't recognize, he would start looking at me and go, Matt, is this Charles Manson? And I <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and unfortunately, all those songs, I've been uh, picking up guitar again. And uh, man, it is fun to just noodle around on there and play a Charles Manson song. Yeah. Um, I should tell uh, my friend who's upset that he can't play Push anymore to start playing Charles Manson music. I oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. so, yeah. Go like, oh, play of Hey push, Girl at someone. Yeah. Learn like Invisible Tears. Woo. I oh, mean, I, it literally. I, I tell him on this. It literally got him a murderous gang of women. Yeah, like yes. that's you could definitely you should be able to sell someone on that. Be like, yeah. hey, this music will make women murder and, for you. They were the first K-pop stands. If a girl asks who wrote it, just say yourself. She's not going to look it up. Yeah, she's yeah, not going to exactly. look up Charles Manson's. Yeah, just say like, oh, uh, my buddy, Charlie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, lately, the new newest. Uh, addition to the list of weird date night movies that I've been on. 
The Revenant. What a what an interesting Ooh. date night movie. That is an interesting date night movie. Mm-hmm. Have you had you both seen it or? He had. I had not. Interest. What did you think of The Revenant? It was good. I'm just shifting in this incredibly <laughs> old sofa. Ignore that. Um. The Revenant was good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I still have not seen it. Honestly, I just don't really watch movies. But. It's it's pretty good, isn't it? The that's the one that Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar for, right? Mm-hmm. Which is funny because, in my opinion, not his best perf- like it's a good no, performance. No, I don't think it is either. But I think he definitely it's turned it. It's pretty good. Like, yeah, it's a it's a good performance, but like, I don't know. He does spend like half the movie not being able to talk. Yeah, which like, I don't know. I feel like I could I could convince people I was a pretty good actor if I didn't have to act for most of the movie too. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, he was in the tundra, freezing. Wow, he sure is acting like he's cold. No, he's cold. He's in the tundra. Like, yeah. Yeah, man, you give me a couple million dollars, I'll sit in the, I'll sit in Alaska for a month or two as well. But oh well. See, I'm I'll very pro method acting because it makes funny stories happen. It does. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. You know, like Jared Leto for Morbius, just walking around in crutches, pretending his legs weren't working. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, like oh, you Jared know, Leto sucks so bad. I hate him so much. <laughs> Dude, whatever. He's kind of great. I think he sometimes. also has a cameo in the Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, he. I learned today in the during the previews. I learned that they were making a Haunted Mansion movie. Yes. Oh, and yeah, then it comes out guy. in July. Yeah. And then 30 seconds after that, I learned that Jared Leto was going to be in the Haunted Mansion movie, and both of those things ruined my day. Uh, <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I don't know. He was in that Denzel cop movie, fucking The Little Things or whatever. Yeah, the little that things was actually was he was really good in it. Also, but, like but, he's uh, basically, if you plug him into a role, sometimes it works. But here's the thing: the roles that Jared Leto is good in are the ones where he's not actually acting. Where it's American Psycho, where he plays mm-hmm. like an empty-headed moron who yeah. should be killed with an axe, yep. and uh, Blade Runner 2049, where he plays like a freaky sex pest. And yeah, or like, Lord oh. of War, where he plays a cocaine addict. Yeah, and you're like, wow, we're really <laughs> stretching this man's limits, right? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's the same. It's like if, uh, you know, if um, they put like Liam Neeson or Sean Connery in Leonardo DiCaprio's role in Django Unchained, it's like that's not acting. He's just saying what he actually thinks about <laughs> black people. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't this isn't good acting anymore. I mean, I think Jared Leto probably benefits from the look looks good from any angle so they don't have to worry about the shots he's in kind yeah. of thing where they're like, yeah, we could just not pay an assistant director and then it's fine. Yeah. And he's just yeah, he's also there's, of course, the whole thing with like um, 30 seconds to Mars, just like being a cult that he runs and the fact that oh, he yeah. lives in a yeah. He lives in a compound in Laurel Canyon that used to be a military intelligence base. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he's a man Could designed he be to make any more of a supervillain. Exactly. He's a man designed yeah. to make me in particular lose my mind. But uh, oh, well. And Charlie agrees with me. Um, he agrees with you. Didn't yeah. he like I feel like he dated Katy Perry also. Like, there's ooh, no way ooh. that. That's there's no way that he's too. not. I mean, there's no way that he was not at some point involved with her. Famously, I do not trust Katy Perry. Uh, it's, well, yeah, dude. I mean, married? she's John Benet Ramsey's clone. Of course, you don't try trust her, <laughs> right? Wait, sorry. Did you say he was married to her? Rumored ex-lover. No, no. Uh, it yeah, was, was rumored that they got married. So I know that, that she was married to. Married. She was ma- married to Orlando Bloom. She might still be actually. Uh, I love. Google suggested searches. 
did Jared Leto dated Katy Perry? Thank you. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's a, she's a, I mean, are you in on the whole, like, her being a John JonBenet Ramsey clone? No, I, I'm in that? on a, somehow I'm on the much more normal kick of, I think all of her songs are satanic MK Ultra Monarch programming. <laughs> well, and yeah, I, I mean, she's part of the, she's part of the government breeding program. I started, yeah, I was going to say, so yeah, that's, um, oh, what's, what's that, is that, um, Delta? Also Zooey Deschanel. Yeah, Monarch Delta. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, so the thing is, yeah, this started as a joke. Um, we sort of got lost in the bit, which is say my roommates and I stayed up almost all night for weeks on end watching every Katy Perry music video and doing in-depth analyses of all of them. Um, it's under the silver <laughs> the lake. It's real. That's all I can, yeah, the spreadsheet. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up the spreadsheet whenever I feel like I'm doing better in life. I need to pull up the spreadsheet and remind myself that no, <laughs> I am, in fact, still as insane as I always have been. Yeah. Man, how evil is her video for Wide Awake, folks? Oh, crazy. Did you get I definitely like, scared off a... Uh, is that what you did? Yeah, it was... Hang on, I'm trying to find the spreadsheet. You scared off who? Oh, I scared off a coworker that was, like, flirting with me a brunch by talking about this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, oh, just, just basically saying government breeding program, and then she was like, all right, I'm out anyway. Do you, it's tales old as time. As I've said before I, on this podcast, I I loved to uh I'd go on dates with women and then tell them about program to kill. Um it uh Yeah. If they aren't down for that, they're probably not gonna well, exactly. enjoy the rest of it, you know? Yeah, no, exactly that's the that's the really dark thing is yeah, I do have to grapple with the fact that if a woman is put off by that, that means that she's right. because uh, we would not work out. But Joey, and I always think about what you told me when I'm, I had the Tinder set up. We were like, Matt, the real problem is any woman who swipes right on that profile has enough of a tolerance for your bullshit that you'd probably get along <laughs> well. But because she swiped right on it, you're not interested anymore. And you said that in <laughs> passing, but I think about it at least once a week. Um, because did you uh, did you end up using the uh, the profile I wrote for you? <laughs> the like my dead wife one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that one was so good. Uh, yeah, I respected her memory for long enough. Now it is time to respect her final wish. Yeah. I'm here to find love. <laughs> Lately, people have been telling me a lot things I've said in passing that have like stuck with them deeply. Apparently, once I told somebody, yeah, whenever I wear a band shirt, I look up their least popular songs. That way, if anyone asks me if I know any of their songs, I'll make them look stupid. Which is not something I do. I don't know why I said that. Okay, but also that's an awesome move. Like you're wearing really like, great fit. Wearing like a Joy Division shirt and you name like some like album of B sides that there's only like three cassette tapes of yep. that were yeah. made in like yeah, the album ceremony, basically, which is like yeah. his ravings before he committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like if someone asks you what your favorite Joy Division song, you're like, Oh, Ian Curtis's suicide note. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay, but to answer your question, Joanne, the, uh, so yeah, the, the spreadsheet is we have the song's title, mm-hmm. and we have each of our respective evilness scores, which we have, and then we program the spreadsheet to give us an average, um, yes. and then additional comments if we felt that they were required. So for instance, on Dark Horse, I just commented evil eye emoji. Um, <laughs> on, for video for smile, I just commented, I'm just so tired. And so on and so forth. Um, 
Smile is grim. I mean, with a name like that, it's not going to be the sort of thing that I'm inclined to like. But, man. Good Lord. She has so many evil music videos. Sorry, I'm looking back at the spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm convinced of my own. I hate how easily I get lost in bits. I feel like yeah. the only music video of hers that I remember is the You're So Gay music video, which, you know, obviously has some problems. Yeah, let's see what I had to say for You're So Gay. You're So Gay, weirdly enough, was not as evil as all of her other videos. It's like, it's oh, so sure. unpleasant, but like, you don't feel like there's any like hidden messages there, right? It's also on its face. Yeah, all we commented on that one is rancid vibes. Because <laughs> yeah, like the, the come full circle to Barbie again. That's the one with, like, the Barbie dolls, right? Where she, like, it gets mm-hmm. the Ken doll drunk and takes its pants off. And you're like, yeah, it's a, what a silly joke, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, that's, you know. That's no good. Fortunately, I've never had a woman call me gay after I didn't want to have sex with her. So I'm sure this is a purely <laughs> theoretical thing. I've had people text message me that oh, I bet you're gay after I break up with them. That Dude, was yeah, a, that was the hey, thing. Look. And I was just like, no, that's not that's not what's going on. Believe me, 100 percent. Yeah. You got Neiman I can hook up with. 100 <laughs> percent. You got a brother is the only response. Yeah, exactly. That, is, that, is, that would be a better response. Definitely. Yeah. The uh, I, I weirdly enough, this was the next one I was on decent terms with at the time who messaged me after we broke up. Like, hey, do you think you might be asexual? And I was like, no, I just didn't feel comfortable around you. Like, this is an entirely. <laughs> you I want to be clear. Uh, I was more polite, but uh, I would have been much meaner if given the chance to go back. It is so many of my regrets in life is me looking back on conversation going like I was far too nice to you. Yeah, you should have roasted them much more. Yeah. yeah. The number of times I have. The number of times my life has just been like the meme where it's the guy screwing on the silencer before he pulls the trigger. Like, (laughs) so you just got to do like the little like relationship judo where they try to make you feel bad. And then you say, I'm just trying to take space for myself and my consensual feelings. And you just throw that in and then suddenly they're like, oh, no, am I the bad one? See, yeah, that's the problem is like I feel like if I ever lose it, I'm. I'm too strong to ever go for therapy speak. Fortunately, I feel like that's that's a level of depravity I will never sink to. Yeah. But oh boy, I will just hit them with a very cutting remark because for better or for worse, I'm very good at coming up with those when I need to. Um, I'm, man, okay, hang on, sorry. Just, I keep switching tabs and looking back at the spreadsheet and getting distracted. Um, <laughs> man, these are, man. She just has so many. The one that got away is great. Um, her music video for that one, because for most of it, it's like a complete nothing burger. And then the, uh, I think it's the guy who plays one of the characters from Rogue One. Uh, he like is revealed to be like her boyfriend who also dies in a car crash as a direct result of her actions. Okay. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah. yeah there's a lot her- behind this. I just know California girls, and that's like. California Girls was really weird. There, uh, for a half second while we were watching that one, I thought that one of the girls shows up in the Black Dahlia murder pose, but she didn't. Um, okay, yeah, that would have been a bit more. But it, it, th- that music video is weirdly fixated on women trapped in like plastic bags and like suspended in space. So it's still unpleasant. Uh, I mean, yeah, why? Yeah, I would say like unpleasant, but not with like much more conspiratorial vibes other than like 
you know, perhaps like a ham-handed con like commentary on objectification yeah, or whatever. Exactly. But then you get to yeah. like three six five in which she plays a sex robot that is being created by a government lab. Uh, that's like explicitly okay, what yeah, she's that's, doing. That's explicitly yeah. how she was bred. Yeah, and then there's like uh, Wide Awake is that's the only one that got a perfect ten from all of us. Uh, because it's a in that, crazy music video. It is a crazy music video. I had a friend who I was well, when I was first coming up with this and just like talking about it in the middle of classes while my professors were busy and stuff like that. I had one friend who was like, Matt, I'm going to watch these music videos. There's no way they're that evil. And she came up with a solid defense for all of them except for Wide Awake. And she was like, yeah, I really have nothing for this one. It's really bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. E.T. is crazy. Um, but also Kanye's verse on that is maybe the funniest thing of all time. Uh, just him floating through space saying lines like, tell me what's next, alien sex, as you're just there watching <laughs> them float around through space. It's man. Katy Perry. He made such a big turnaround for me. I was, <laughs> as you saw, I was incredibly anti-Kanye because I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy, actually. Yeah, and then fair he, enough. He did the just Jonah Hill convinced <laughs> him to not be anti-Semitic. And I was like, nice. You watched fucking 21 Jump Street and now you like Jews again. Yeah. That's really, you know, that's showing the power of what we've done as a people. Yeah, it's, it's powerful, man. That's what I got to say. Yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. Never Really Over, another very evil one where she's just at like a 60s, like Manson style retreat. Uh, wow. Maybe. Sorry, I, I've completely derailed the episode. Um, it's okay. Um, maybe, Matt, if you're open to having a copy of this put on the Patreon. A copy oh, of the spreadsheet. Oh, the spreadsheet? Okay, yeah. hang on. Yeah, I might, uh, I'll figure out how we can do that. Okay. I will. I will have to. Uh, I'll have to get permission from my two co-collaborators yes. on this, of course. But I'm. I'm absolutely. I will gladly. I. If the patrons request it, I will do a, <laughs> a several hour long stream in which I explain in depth each of these videos <laughs> and why I gave the score that I did. I dedicated. You'll do a watch so, along. I will do a watch along. I did. I've dedicated so much of my life to thinking about these music videos. I need it to be worth something. Um. But now that all this has happened, comrade, there's there's a question we like to ask all of our guests. There's a question I like to ask all of our guests. Have you read the groundbreaking work of independent journalism, Programmed to Kill by Dave McGowan? Honestly, I read the first about five pages on my phone, and then I realized I would have to buy a physical copy. And I have yet to do that. Which, fair enough. That puts you five pages further than most of our guests. Yeah, <laughs> five pages further than me. <laughs> but i profoundly believed everything that i read also so there we go yeah. see this is that's all i needed to hear thank you yeah um, <laughs> uh, uh do you, do visit you... us at oh, dogzone.com yeah. comrade you got any plugs i don't know i guess marty might be releasing all ages show our one episode we recorded at Hell some point yes. so oh, i guess if he about. does listen to that and then we're going to record more episodes because i recently got a pamphlet that was a very big anti-semitic pamphlet that and uh, me and him are going to cover that i know it was insane it was only like five pages also but there's a lot in it yeah so we're I, gonna we're gonna cover that 
How did you receive in, an anti-Semitic pamphlet? In what? <laughs> well, I live in Portland, so there's a lot of Nazis around here. <laughs> I see, <laughs> and, I uh, see. Yeah, so that's that's the big thing is I think like. But did like somebody hand it to you or put it? In your uh, no, they put it. Or? They put it in my coworker's windshield when he parked in the neighborhood I work in, mm-hmm. and I love he's he gave it to me immediately because he was just like, well, as somebody that and he. <laughs> He can't remember Ashkenazi versus Anastasi because he's like, <laughs> so he's like, as somebody of the Anastasi Jew heritage, I think you would like this. And I'm like, wow, okay. I'm, that's yes. not correct, but sure. Thank you. <laughs> it is also, it's such a powerful move to like receive anti Semitic literature and immediately go, you're a Jew, take this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are your yeah, thoughts on love this? this. Yeah. Have you read the allegations against you? Um, mm hmm. All right. All right. But uh, if you don't have anything more to say, then listeners, visit we will, us on uh, Patreon. Visit cool. us on Patreon, and uh, we'll see you next week, listeners. I wanna push you around.